Welcome to Inspiring Women Revolution. On this podcast, we talk about breaking the cycle. Here, we talk about the importance of supporting each other as women. Here, we inspire each other to stand tall, find our strengths, and succeed to where we want to be. We encourage each other constantly to better our lives, along with sharing our downfalls that helps make us reach further to achieve our goals. We all have our stories, and these stories are what makes us real, raw, and honest. Our stories are being told for you. Our goal is to help you see that no matter the drama in your life, your goals are attainable. Inspiring Women Revolution, building up relationships with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inspiring Women Revolution. I am so grateful that you continue to listen and share your time with me. And today I want to welcome my beautiful friend, Heidi Mages Ross. She is an incredible person. She has such an interesting story of her life that I so look forward to her sharing with all of you and the unbelievable support that she chooses to surround herself with. And it's very impressive. And she's such a a light in the room always. And Heidi, say hello. Welcome, welcome. And thank you for your time. Hello. I'm so, so, so excited to be here. Yes. I'm so thrilled to have you. You know, I have to tell you, it's it's really hard to get to schedule women uh, in a, and I'm just being real raw and honest here, to schedule these podcasts because we carry, we wear so many hats, right? We do so many things. And so, again, I'm so super grateful that you found some time for for us here on the show that you are willing to support our listeners as well. So very grateful. I love it. This is great. Thank you for including me. Yes, you bet. And so, number one, we have known each other for 20 years now, right? One year. 21 years. years. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And so we've we've had some fun times, some ups and downs, and it is always incredible though that you and I share and you share with your girlfriends, but it's always wonderful to relate, right? So you and I both have these ailments. You have more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to start off with that because when you have a physical ailment, I think most women do, right? It's always something. If it's not yeah. your period, it's your it's right. <laughs> post, it's your menstrual cycle, it's it's your menopause, it's mm-hmm. whatever it is. But you and you are so so glorious about all the ailments that you that you handle so well and that you laugh and we laugh out loud about them so much. Um, I really, I really wanted to sort of start with this because I feel like, and then we'll get on into all the other, you know, goodies, of course, but I really wanted to start with this just a shot out of the cannon so that, you know, women listening right away can go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you had that. I have that too. Okay, great. And if you could share a little bit about each one and, and maybe explain a little bit, because some, some people might not know what RA is or things like that. So just to share briefly. Oops, I gave one away. Oops, so. you did. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, don't worry. There are many more. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I have I have numerous ailments. The, the very first one I was diagnosed with was celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease in basically in the small intestine. So when I eat anything with gluten, wheat, barley, rye, or oats, we call it the Weebro. Uh, diet, uh, I get very, very sick. And so I've had to completely eliminate all gluten, uh, which is 
as anyone who has done that very difficult and unenjoyable. So that was the first one I was diagnosed with. And then a few years later, uh, I was diagnosed with a degenerative disease called Ehlers-Danlos, and that's E-H-L-E-R-S, and then Danlos, D-A-N-L-O-S. There's different uh, forms of that. I happen to be diagnosed with the one called uh, hypermobility, which basically means that I, my body doesn't know when to not stop moving in a direction it's not really supposed to. So you get a lot of pulled muscles, you get a lot of disjoint uh, joints coming dislocated. There can be a lot of pain in that because you move farther than you're supposed to. Once that was diagnosed, I started having more issues with my spine and my neck, and they found a degenerative disease in my neck, as well as rheumatoid arthritis, which is another autoimmune disease, which affects the joints as well as your, uh, you know, things like your liver, your heart, your vascular system, it can be a whole bunch of, of areas. So I deal with uh, inflammation every day. I'm on ridiculous amount of meds. I was on when it was first diagnosed, I was on uh, low end chemo and high end steroids. And wow. Finally had to give up all that because that's just insane to be taking all that stuff. But I'm on numerous, I, I take a, a a mess of pills every day, just to keep me walking upright. Yeah, there's pain every day, but it becomes your new normal is how I look at it. It's it's I know my levels when I wake up, I'm like, Oh, this is the normal day of pain. And then there's days when it's a little more intense. And I deal with that. And then of course, just recently, which was one of the main things we were laughing about, I broke my back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's really not funny. But yes, no, it you is. Know, it's like, if been... it's going to happen, it'll probably happen to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I broke my back. I'm sure it has something to do with all of these numerous ailments and the fact that I, you know, bent too far, or bent the wrong way. And so, yeah, my spine completely became detached from each other. So uh, surgery's planned for January. So that'll, that'll make me stop for what, about a week? <laughs> right, right. Yes. And oh my gosh, I wish you so much success too with that, because, um, it's amazing to me that all these things can happen. Then you break your back. I'm like, how are you still functioning? <laughs> Luckily it didn't hit my spinal cord. If it hit my spinal cord, that we'd be in a whole different story. <laughs> uh, that's where I think people would go, well, how are you, how do you move? Cause you still go to work, right? You still. Oh yeah. Yep. I worked, I came home to visit my mom for Thanksgiving. We unloaded 22 boxes of Christmas gifts, put up a tree, uh, <laughs> I <haven't> right. <laughs> so your mental mindset is where, where, where do you put yourself now? And we, we'll, we'll take some step back, steps back in a, in a little bit, but you know, where are you, where do you place yourself now? You know, with, with all these things going on, all the medication you have to take, what is your day like in the morning when you get up? Uh, the day is, you know, uh, I'm always thankful that I woke up. We'll start there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, I woke up. And then I just kind of sit up in bed and I assess what what the pain is. Do I have weakness today? Should I get up slowly? Can I just get up and go? That's how my day starts. We we had a, um, I, I belong to a rheumatoid arthritis support group for a really long time. We, we gave ourselves what are called um, spoons. And you would start your day with like 15 spoons, let's just say, in anybody's normal day. And most people can go all day using one or two spoons. For someone, especially with RA, you know, you can use five spoons just to get out of bed, five spoons to 
take a shower. So before you've even left for the day, you're out of all of your spoons. And it's just sort of a metaphor for how much more energy and time it takes to do things. So yeah, I just kind of assess my day with where's my pain level? Do I have to move slower? Do I have to leave myself more time? And luckily, I'm up so early that depending on how I'm feeling the day I can, I can make the day work based on based on the pain level. That's incredible. And so you have a family. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you have a son. I have a 12 year old, amazing boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what was that like early on when you started even because you got the celiac? Well, you got the celiac, which is laughable when I think back of when we were when you were still figuring that out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we're making pasta and your husband's such a great cook. And like I, I remember uh, in the uh, the Willow Glen house that we were at and yep. we're eating all that food. And the next thing you know, it's like, where's Heidi? And everyone knew not to go to the back of the house. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but I also, you know, I too, right? I have, I suffer Mm -hmm. from, well, whatever it might be. So, you know, my mom is in the medical field. When I was young, she diagnosed me with IBS. Mm -hmm. uh, And that I think might've just been thrown around at the time because I have so many more specific details now than when I was a kid. But however, I have eliminated so many things, much like I'm sure you have to a degree, I've eliminated so many foods that still sometimes I get sick. So I'm like, I'm sure my mom was right off from the beginning because IBS, uh, like many things that you have, are not curable, right? So here here are Heidi and I having to use (laughs) bathrooms on opposite ends of the house. You go down there and I'll go down there. (laughs) Always making sure there were at least two bathrooms wherever Ari and Heidi went. (laughs) It's terrible. I've talked about it before, but you know, if you can't laugh about it, what can you do, right? Exactly. (laughs) I so agree. (laughs) uh, I'm sure anybody listening who, uh, you know, nobody's stomach is perfect. So (laughs) there you go. Um, But, but still when you, especially when you got the RA, what was that like when you first discovered I've got what? Well, yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It was like, what is that? So he immediately, he was, the doctor at the time was hoping that they could put it back into remission. And that's when they put me on the low end chemo and the high end steroids. And so got home with my husband and we were, you know, just sort of researching all of it. And I was just reading and it was overwhelming. I was like, oh dear God, what? Oh my God. How am I supposed? Oh my God. I mean, it just was like, Oh, and so I went on all these drugs. And of course, you know, anyone that's been on steroids knows you completely, you know, explode in size and a lot of times your mood and anger. So I was trying to control any of that. And then I was on low end chemo. So I wasn't losing my hair like somebody on actual chemo, but I, it was starting to fall out in a way that I was like, Oh no, am I going to have to go to a wig? Am I going to have to, you know, you just start to all these things that you just don't know. It got in the beginning, I was having what's called a flare much more often. So I was much more, I was in much more pain than I've been in since we started to get it under control. And I would, you know, go down as they say, and I would sleep and I would just be in pain and in bed. And my husband was amazing and he's still amazing. And he would just take care of me and whatever I needed. And he'd just follow my lead. And even to this day, he sees a flare coming way before I do. He always knows when I'm going to go down. He's like, you're going to go down. You need to stop. You need to slow down. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. And then the next day I'm like, you know, in bed for 24 hours. So oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he was right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you find, you know, your, with your family members being more aware than you are? Because we feel like we're invincible, right? Right. And, and they so... always see it before I do. You're so right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I am so blessed with my circle of friends because they get it. So they know that I could all of a sudden, very last minute say, I just, I, I can't push through today or I can't make it to that or I'm just too tired and I can't do that or it hurts too much today. I'm too swollen or, and I, you know, especially being in, in a, in a RA support group that I was in for a very long time in the beginning, many people didn't have that even with their own families. They just didn't understand it. And they're like, what do you mean? Just do it, you know? And, and until you actually have it, until you're actually inflamed at that level or have that kind of pain or just can't, you're so stiff, it just won't move. You know, you don't, you can't relate. And I happen to be surrounded by amazing people, including you, that were just like, okay, well, what do you need then? You know, what do we need to do? Or we'll move it or no worries. And I never get judgment. I never get, well, you should just do this or you should do this. So it's always just been support and, and what do you need, not you should do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, it, you know, someone who is in your position, how do you find the right kind of people to support what it what is it that you look for in a person because it's really to help our listeners right to just go you know I have this and I have the same thing you have Heidi I don't have support how do I find it um you know first you can start looking for a possible support group that with that with people that suffer the same things you do you know that's a good start to to start to branch out to your people and then you know I think the best thing is to educate the people that are in your life and that you actually do want in your life to just let them know what you have, what it feels like, send them articles, send them all of these kind of things, and just make sure you're surrounded by people that it's an unconditional love. It's like no matter what you do or can't do that day, it's they understand and they support that. And you know, I, I was just lucky that the friends I had already made were already like that. But it's, uh, but I know that it can be difficult. It can, there can be, especially with women, it's like we almost want to judge first. And as you get older, you realize we just can give so much love and so much friendship. And it's so important to have women in your life that can just lift you up instead of bringing you down. Right. And it's really, it's, and I really want to start teaching. I know I do this with Izzy is teaching young adults, young ladies, women, just ladies, young ladies coming into ladies, (laughs) becoming ladies and just Mm -hmm. teaching them how to communicate. And of course I start with her, but even at, at my place of, of business is being that super supportive person. And if you need anything, Mm-hmm. don't, don't hesitate to ask me because I, w- we weren't given that gift. This generation, our generation was still not given that gift. Our mothers were not given that gift. Really? Some, some more than others, mine, not yours more, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but to really teach, you know, each other, how to communicate, you start to figure that out as you go. And if you have any kind of you know, issues or abuse or mental abuse when you were younger or just didn't choose the right things, it gets a lot harder mm-hmm. as you get older to choose the right people. Mm-hmm. And I and think it, it doesn't does. matter how old you are to find, you could be 55, 60 and still find better friends than you have. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're out there. And especially as you get older, they become more prevalent. But, you know, we, we grew up in a time where we just judged everybody. It was like, oh, my body doesn't look like hers or, oh, I don't have her hair. or Oh, I'm, I don't have her career. And it instead of seeing that as a gift to add some amazing person in your life uh, that you can learn from and grow from, we would push them away, you know, and right. and as I got older, I was just like, okay, yeah, I don't have certain things they do, or I don't look a certain way, or I'm not a certain person, but that person can bring that into my life and teach me something. So I'm going to go into that relationship that way. Right, right, correct. You know, and I always find, oh, my dog wants to be part of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yelly. I always find supporting that women with that love and affection, no matter, especially with body dysmorphia, right? We all have Mm -hmm. it. All women have it to Mm -hmm. certain degrees. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll look in the mirror and we'll every day and we'll go, Oh, I hate that flappy skin underneath my arm, or Mm -hmm. I hate the way I look, or, you know, I'm on this steroid for instance, and it makes you, your body completely shift or I've had a baby and now I don't, my, my ribs have opened up and my body's not the same shape it used to be. I mean, there's just all these things that we yep. are constantly uncomfortable with, right? And what, I mean, what would you say just as far as how to support someone who's feeling that way, right? Right. And, you know, it, it's, it's always hard because especially with something like body dysmorphia, they're, you know, they're not seeing the things that we see about them, you know? Right. And that's the hardest part to get through to somebody. You know, the the greatest thing you can just uh, you can just do is, and it's something something that I do, having been diagnosed with RA so long ago. I you know I get up in the morning and I decide what can I do today, not what can't I do today, but what can I do today. And that's been my big motto. It's like I don't focus on what I can't do. So when you look in the mirror, don't focus on the parts of you that you don't like. Um, focus on the parts that you do like. Oh, I have great eyes, you know, and it it may sound silly to somebody that is like, oh my God, I don't like myself, but you know, that can be a great gift. Oh, I have great eyes or, oh, my hair looks really great today. Or, well, hell, I'm, I got up and I'm walking, you know, mm-hmm. how many people are in a wheelchair? How many people have, you know, lost a limb or how many people can't see or, and it's, it sounds so cliche and that's what everyone says, but when you start to become limited and you start to have diseases that start to overtake your body and take certain, certain things we take for granted away, you start to really just look at the things you do have and the things you can do. And so, yeah, am I not what I used to be when I was 20? Nope. But, you know, I'm walking, um, I can see, I can still go to work. Uh, I can still laugh with my son. And so those are amazing gifts. And so that's what I would say to try and focus on is just everything that you, you are, that you do like about yourself and that you can do. That's beautifully said. And I think too, when you create that habit on a daily basis, you know, I'm all about repetition, right? So in my coaching, it is literally shifting your mindset and catching yourself. I was having a day with Izzy the other day. And I love, I love to share experiences because I'm practicing a healthy money mindset. Mm-hmm. That money is, it's healthy. It's currency. It's a current, current constantly moving is good for the earth. 
It's good for the environment. That's what, you know, money is, right? It's just this constant flow. And I was, um, I didn't have that mindset growing up because it's just not the way my, my family had handled it. And so I thought when, as I grew older, I know what I, how I don't want to feel, but it's continuous work, right? Mm -hmm. It's continuous work from a teenager until now. And so I want to make sure that obviously within reason, when you're talking about money, you, you don't spend the, the money you don't have, but there is a mindset in saying, okay, so it's Black Friday, we're going shopping, her birthday is around the corner, Hanukkah is around the corner, and Christmas is around the corner. But I'm like, let's go Black Friday shopping, pick three things that are under $25 or $25 or under, and well, let's go have fun at this store, right? Mm-hmm. So now instead, it's like, I can't afford more than $25. So you, you already hear the difference, right? Right. Is right. pick something 25 and under. That's that's a positive shift in your mindset. Yeah. Not, yeah, I don't have right. it. The way right? you look at it. Yep. The way you look at it. And so it is, I know this is a more of a simple example, but it's kind of, you know, completes what you're saying is, you know, I wake up in the morning and this is how I'm going to choose to, to move in the world. And my body's going to tell me what I need and mm-hmm. then I'm going to respond to it. Right. Because right. you know, your body so well now. Right. Exactly. And you just got to listen. You sit and you just listen. What do I need? What do I need? What can I do? How can I move forward? Not, oh God, I'm not going to be able to do that today because it hurts or I'm not going to be able to do that today because I don't feel good or, you know, it's okay. This is where I'm at. So how do I need to proceed to enjoy the day and get through it? Beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. And I'll add one more thing to the conversation that I did where this is practice, which I'm sure you, you, you have example of this as well. When I was shopping with Izzy and I went, I I had this, my, I call it risk management team. They come in there and they go, Ooh, you're spending money, spending money. And you've got all this, you know, holiday stuff coming. And I went, Oh, Izzy, maybe we could throw this in as one of your birthday presents. And she just softly looked at me, not, not mean or anything at all. And I went, just kidding. It's Black Friday. Get pick, pick those pick those three things under twenty five dollars. And I, my mindset went back for a second, and the right. old Ari's old way of thinking. Right, right, right. So I can imagine, you know, with all the things that you work with, and I want to say work with and handle because those two are positive, proactive words. It's not. You know, they're happening for you for a reason. They're happening for you so that you can share with people and help other people. And for you, do you take a moment to meditate? Do you, uh, is there, is there that switch immediately that happens or do you got to take a minute to decide how to shift your emotional state for the day? Right. And you know, what mostly works for me is I get up and it hurts and I just keep moving because I'm like, okay, don't sit back down. Don't lay back down. Don't, don't give up. Don't stop. Um, But, you know, I'm not perfect. And every day does not turn out this great, like, oh, here I go. And I'm going to be great. There are days that I go down and, you know, my husband has to, to bring me up or I have friends that have to bring me up or, uh, and, but I try not to have those as often. Um, But, that's the other reason you surround yourself with amazing people. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, I just, I, you know, I wake up, I sit up and I say, uh, I just listen to my body for a minute and then I just go, I'm like, okay, just go, just go. And, and I see what I, again, what I can do. 
And then my body will tell me, nope, we're not doing that yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just kick it into reverse a little bit and slow down. Is that kind of the idea? Yes, yes exactly. Exactly. That's what I love about you so much is finding that positivity in, in everything you do. And plus you have the most amazing laugh. No, Heidi wins the best laugh. <laughs> you definitely know when I'm in the room. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, your, your 50th birthday was just amazing. <laughs> I'm 50. Um, I'm 50. <laughs> really, really. And you want to share, I, I continuously say that, you know, sharing laughter and love, you know, and I know every time you, you would call and tell me and say, guess what I got now? I'm like, well, how many cigarettes and shots of tequila are we doing now? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Like make you exactly. laugh because when you know my personality, right? So you know that it's obviously all coming from a place of love and I just to make you laugh when in, in all the things that are happening for you, you just go, okay, this is, this is how we've, we've got to laugh through it, you know, and cause you, you're already going to have the moments of pain and fear. They're going to be there no matter stuff. what. Exactly. Right. They're going to be there no matter what. So, you know, you just go, okay, well, here's another little obstacle and how can we get over this? And, and I love to laugh. I love to have fun. I love to be surrounded by people that make me laugh and that make me cry and that make me feel. And I think feeling is, is, is one of the most amazing gifts that we have as humans. And, and so I, you know, it's, yeah, could I, could I be upset and pissed off that I get, I have another disease or I have another ailment or another thing has happened to me. Sure. But why spend my days like that? Life is life is short enough as it is. And when you spend it like that, it ends up being much longer. The days are much longer and, and nobody wants to be around you and nobody wants to be around that. And so I just try to be this person that is like, well, all right, next thing to get over. And, you know, I just don't like to be I don't like to be a victim of what is happening to me. I like to be someone that is saying, nope, yep, you know, that's that happened to me. That's just my next adventure. And and we'll learn about this and and we'll move on and continue to do our life as long as we can. And I think it's a great it's actually a great gift. So I don't you know, I don't look at anything that's happening to me as this, you know, sentence of, you know, jail time it's it's like okay that's that's just my new normal that's who I am mm -hmm. and I like who I am <laughs> me too <laughs> I like that you said you know you learn you learn what is happening to you but the education opportunity that you have in sharing with others and teaching others is also mm -hmm. another positive proactive part and it's like when I'm like you had like spell uh, you know the the Ellard Danlos what what is that mm -hmm. I didn't know that I didn't know mm -hmm. now I'm like wow I can recognize the signs conversation with someone now say hey my girlfriend has this and this is you know what she recommends mm -hmm. or, or her yeah, doctor recommended you maybe you are giving back yep yes Yes. And that's the idea, right? Is not to be embarrassed. The ailments that you have in your life, the, um, the emotional capacity that, that you're at, because in all fairness, it does hurt. Mm -hmm. The bottom line, it does suck. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, cancer patients, cancer sucks, sucks. Mm-hmm. So do these diseases, right? You just go, these suck. But now that I know about them, what am I going to do and how am I going to live better? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, exactly. Heidi, what matters to you most now in life? It's not money. It's not stature. It's not, uh, who knows me. It's, it's, it's being surrounded by people who love me for who I am, who want to be around me. And it's important to me to give back as much as possible, even in the workforce, you know, what can I do to make you happy or what can I do to help? And so I think it's really just sort of living each day to the fullest in the way that I am. It's just surrounding. I don't, I don't let negativity come around me. So when it's around me in a bad way, I just, I get rid of that part, you know, whether it's a person, a family member, whatever it is, it's like, okay, we don't, we don't need that because my day is already full of challenges. And so I just want to be around positivity, hope, light, um, beautiful friends, my amazing family. I take every opportunity to do something because I don't know when the day is going to come that I can't do something. You do have a, just one more question for you is you do have basically a high energy job, wouldn't you say? So yes. you're at oh, Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you work at Netflix and do, would you mind sharing with everyone what your, your job is there? Uh, I'm uh, an executive assistant with the content licensing team for major studio films. So we buy all the films that are on Netflix. My job as an assistant, I, well, I do everything. I make sure all their schedules are, are well. I make sure, you know, whenever there's some kind of office move or office needs, I'm running around and getting those. I'm greeting guests before the pandemic. I'm always running around my, my, uh, and I love that. That was the hardest thing about working from home was like, I just sat I'm always making sure everybody's okay. I always make sure there's needs done. Um, my job is expanding, which has been wonderful. I'm I'm starting to do more things with the films, watching the film, giving feedback on the films. It's too boring to actually say, but um, it's all <laughs> these, these projects that I do within, you know, before a film gets bought or put up on the site. But it's, uh, I've got an amazing team of support and they've all supported me through all of my my ailments. And that's the other thing. I've just never lied to anybody about it. It's, I put it right out there because, uh, you know, I own everything that I am and I don't want any surprises for anybody. And, but yeah, my, my whole goal at work is just to make sure that everybody is okay. Everybody is happy. Everybody has what they need. And that fulfills me to no end. Mm. And I think that's probably what creates such an incredible team for you at work at home and with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm Mama Heidi. I'm Mama, Mama Heidi. Heidi. Mama Heidi <laughs> in the house. <laughs> you know, it's such an incredible journey that you've had. And I really do encourage anybody who's listening, if you have any questions for I, for Heidi, please email me at info at alohalifecoaching.com because these are, are, are serious things that Heidi could maybe answer something for you. If I send a question her way, I'm sure she would be more than willing 
to I to would love that. I would love yeah. to help anybody with this. Yes. Yeah, so please, 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 if you have any questions for her, uh, let us know. Again, that's info at alohalifecoaching.com. Heidi, you are such an inspiration. And I'm excited to, we will be doing, and I'm going to just throw this little teaser out there. We're going to, we're going to be doing a fun little segment with your girlfriends, your main, what do you call, you call it? You call yourselves the, I, uh, we, we, we are the Chicago mafia. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. all your girls that have stuck together and just have been an amazing support. So it's, it's kind of our, uh, your sex in the city, if you will. It really is. And, and you'll want to stay tuned for that one because it is some of the funniest women you'll <laughs> ever listen to. <laughs> uh, and hopefully we'll make sure that everybody, you know, gets their sentences in. So we're not overlapping, but you know, women, we just get you going. So it should be a fun <laughs> <laughs> we'll look for that the next, uh, you know, next month or so. We'll get that together and uh, and up on this podcast. So I just wanted to tease that out. It will be fun and energetic for sure. Yeah. So thank you, Heidi, so so much for again taking the time. I know you always take time for me, so I love you so much. Thank you. I would do anything for you. I adore and love you as much as the world. Oh, thank you. All right. Until next time, Heidi, everyone who's listening, thank you so much. And until next time.